0: Hello, I'm Robert Royal, and these are the Catholic Thing podcasts. We're coming to you today. It's uh, Monday, December 18, 2023, sort of in an unplanned uh, session because many of us in North America woke up this morning to find out that the Vatican has issued a document, uh, an elaborate document that we're going to try to sort out in this session, that essentially makes it possible and says in a formal declaration from the dicastery for the doctrine of the faith that under certain circumstances, even same-sex couples can be blessed. I think it's not incorrect to, to put it that way. And to help us in this conversation, we have a familiar face, Father Gerald Murray, who is a canon lawyer. Um, he has been a longtime colleague of mine with a Papal Posse on EWTN, and he's a pastor of a, a parish in Manhattan, in New York. So, Father Murray, it's great to have you with us again today. Uh, and we know you're a busy man because you are the go-to source when things like this happen in Rome. So, uh, we were glad to be able to get you on uh, so quickly. Now, great before we be get in, here. yeah, it's it, look, it's I wish we didn't have to be here, but frankly, we we do, and I'm sure our, our viewers and our listeners are going to be um, very interested in this particular session of the Catholic thing before we get into the the specifics and some of the technicalities though i'd like to just ask you because you're a pastor as well as being a learned canon lawyer and an observer of the vatican what what do you think is going to be the reaction among your people maybe you've already been even hearing from them what, what, and what is it likely to be the reaction not only in the church but in the world as a whole um to this somewhat convoluted and and difficult to uh i have to say frankly i'm still kind of mystified that this came out on a monday morning but you know just in general terms let's start there sure
1: no i think the general reaction uh, which is already being seen in the media is that people are surprised that the catholic church is teaching that homosexual unions are now deserving of god's blessing uh, because everyone understands, the church blesses something that it considers to be uh, able to receive a blessing. That's why we bless marriages. That's why we bless wedding engagement rings because an engagement's a, a relationship that's going to lead to marriage. Uh, we bless all kinds of uh, sports teams. You know, so basically, this the, the message given is uh, what the Catholic Church has mm-hmm. condemned in the past as being mortally sinful is now. They're encouraging priests to bless those relationships. So I think most priests, uh, I think they're horrified by this. This is a contradiction of what came in the past. For the the world is pleasantly surprised because, you know, the modern liberal social order has totally endorsed the homosexual agenda. Uh, But I think uh, places that we call the third world, Africa, Latin America, Asia, I'm sure the bishops there are just stunned because uh, when the missionaries came, (laughs) They taught the catechism. They didn't teach the secular agenda. And now the Vatican's right. endorsed the secular agenda.
0: Yeah. Let me read a, a passage that comes early in this uh, document, because clearly some of the points that you just made are in this document, that the, the church blesses some things that just sort of casually the pious practices. Much of which, frankly, seems to me to be a smokescreen for the other things that are kind of concealed within the, the way that the discourse goes. But here's the way it starts, and it's a formal declaration, it, 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 capital D declaration, which, as I understand it, is the highest level authority a document can have coming out from a dicastery like the dicastery for the doctrine of the faith. And, and um, uh, Cardinal Fernandez explains that their Congreso, their 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 uh, uh, Learned experts or theologians worked on this. He had conversations with the Holy Father about it and that this document has the approval of the Pope. And Then there's this. I want to read this. This is from, from uh, uh, paragraph two in the, uh, in the document. The value of this document, however, is that it offers a specific and innovative contribution to the pastoral meeting of blessings permitting a broadening, permitting a broadening and enrichment of the classical understanding of blessings, which is closely linked to liturgical perspective. Such theological reflection based on the pastoral vision of Pope Francis implies a real development from what has been said about blessings in the magisterium and the official text of the church. This explains why this text takes on the typology of declaration. Now, look, as we know, developments do take place in the church and and, uh, I always tell people who ask me about this, no one answers a question until it gets asked. So when pe- people began to ask questions, who is Jesus? Is, is he divine? Is, is he simply divine? Is he simply, you know, you, you develop these principles. But they seem to be kind of invoking the, the spirit of John Henry Newman, the great theorist of true development versus corruptions in the church. And yes, of course, you know, you can you can bless other things as you were saying earlier, but is this an enrichment? Is this, uh, you know, the idea of blessing? Are there? We know there are other instances, but specifically regard to, with regard to these same sex uh, couples who come forth for blessings, could we truly call this a development?
1: No, that's a misuse of the word development. And uh, it's accurate to call it innovative because it's an innovation, meaning it's something new that hasn't happened before. And the reason it hasn't happened before is it's a contradiction of the church's teaching. A development, as you point out, Cardinal Newman was eloquent about this. A thing becomes more fully itself as an acorn becomes a tree over time with nourishment and sunlight. Uh, Likewise, the understanding of the church, for instance, on the papacy, the Holy Eucharist, uh, the other sacraments, it develops over time because, as you say, until someone asks a question and answers basically implicit, not explicit. So, to make explicit what a thing is, is not to change its nature or, its, or to corrupt it. And the major problem with this uh, document is its casuistry, false casuistry. Casuistry is basically a, a deceptive and uh, unfair use of revelation to try and arrive at a, a predetermined conclusion. And this basically says there's a difference between a liturgical blessing and a non-liturgical blessing. Right. Uh, this is ridiculous. Every blessing in the church it comes from the fact that God blessed us in Jesus Christ. And we primarily in the church as, an, as a hierarchical organization bring those blessings through public ministries. So to say, there's something that's like an unofficial blessing. They they compare it to a a parent blessing his children, you know, at the dinner table. Wait a minute, this has nothing to do with a a mom and a dad saying, "I bless you, Tommy. I bless you, Sally." This is a relationship, and what is the subject of the relationship? That's really what we have to get down. It's not really persons in the end, because, for instance, when the Pope gets in the Pope mobile and blesses everyone that's going through St. Peter's Square, he doesn't ask questions. What's your state of soul? because he's blessing them as individuals. When two people come forward and say, we just got married at City Hall, two men, and we like to bless our relationship. Well, what's the relationship? It's a promise to commit immoral acts. Same with people in a second adulterous marriage. We're gonna commit adultery, even though our former wife or husband you know, is still living in the same town. So it's a dodge to say, we bless people without asking questions, therefore we shouldn't ask questions. Uh, next time uh, two, two people who are involved in an incestuous relationship come in and say, Father, would you bless us? You know, we're brother and sister, but we think sex is beyond the restrictions that it used to be. Is the priest supposed to say, Well, if you feel it's important, maybe I should bless you? Of course not. Everybody would know that's endorsing incest.
0: Yeah, l- listen, the, the interesting thing to me, terribly interesting, is that they say at several points that, of course, the church cannot bless. What is sinful can only be blessed to try to elevate people uh, to come closer to God. But there's also this, and you just brought this up about this distinction between liturgical blessings and what they call sort of pious practices, which are kind of informal. Let me just read this passage because I think it's worth having the, the actual words before us. One must also avoid the risk of reducing the meaning of blessings to this point of view alone, in other words, liturgical, so it's like a sacrament. For it would lead us to expect the same moral conditions for a simple blessing that are called for in the reception of the sacraments. Such a risk requires that we broaden this perspective further. Indeed, there is a danger that a pastoral gesture that is so beloved and widespread, and I mean, like there are all kinds of things, people bless boats going out to fish and whatnot, all right? That, yeah, that's widespread and, and pastoral. But... They're not applying it to that, of course. In this in, in this circumstance, so beloved and widespread, will be subjected to too many moral pre, uh, prerequisites, which, under the claim of control, could overshadow the unconditional power of God's love that forms the basis for the gesture of blessing. Is this a realistic way to describe what there? What obviously is going to be the most important part, because nobody's going to care you your blessing pets or with the other things that we've talked about casually.
1: Well, let's just ask a question. Is the divine law an expression of God's love? When the Lord asks uh, people in, in the course of his miracle performing, uh, you know, he has to ask the woman at the well, uh, you know, call your husband. I mean, the Lord is interested in the moral status of our souls because guess what? This life is not the whole story. We die, the soul goes before God for judgment. So, yeah, what this is doing is basically saying mortal sin is not a big deal, so don't ask too many questions. Uh, but wait a minute. The people who are engaged in a same-sex union that involves sodomy, they're coming to the priest to be affirmed that the church is okay with this. Because if they didn't care, they wouldn't be there. Uh, it's an, and they believe it's an analogy to marriage. So if you go ahead and say, yeah, we're going to bless you, but we're not going to call it a liturgy <clears throat> and we can't. You know, have you seen the part in the document that says people seeking these blessings shouldn't be dressed in wedding clothes and it shouldn't be done the same moment as they get their civil union at City Hall? This is absurd. You know, Bob, this, this distinction here between a liturgical and a pious blessing, it's, it's, all, it, it's an irrelevant question. The question is, what is the essential thing that the priest is now being asked to do? which is he's to ask to say, we believe God will favor your behavior. and Therefore, we're going to ask him. And as a minister of the church, I'm asking in my capacity as a priest uh, to, to bless your relationship. And why do people want a blessing? They want reassurance that God is not opposed to their behavior. In the fact, that God is willing to favor it. So if the church gives the misimpression that sodomy is no longer a big deal, uh then of course blessings that's just a minor detail the real the real question that they want to know is am i doing something wrong if i engage in sodomy and the answer is now if you can get a blessing really the church how can you think of this bob i'm a priest two men come in say father we just got married at city hall we'd like you to bless our behavior and i say well the church teaches that mortal sin has to be repented has to be a firm purpose of amendment you can't continue to practice sodomy. And then the, the couple said, well, wait a minute, the Pope just told you that you can bless us and don't ask too many questions. And then the answer is the Pope got it wrong. And and that's really the saddest part. One of the sad parts of this, the teaching itself is now being questioned and the questioning is happening by the Pope.
0: Yeah, I kept waiting as I was reading the document for the place where at least minimally, the person who is going to be offering the blessing, probably a priest or a deacon, asks just one question. Are you at, are you coming here for a blessing because you want to lead, to lead a more fully Christian life, or are you looking for an affirmation of your behavior? And that's nowhere here. There, there are multiple attempts to say, oh, you know, we can't confuse this. There should not be an exchanging rings. People should not be wearing wedding garments. But we know that in the Anglican church, that's precisely what's happened. They, they still can't marry um, same-sex couples in uh, in the church, but they can do blessings on the altar, and and it has the full trappings of what you normally think of as a wedding. And people go off, and they have a banquet, a wedding banquet type thing afterward. I don't believe that these limitations and these um, you know these attempts to, to to kind of qualify what this blessing is going to be are going to hold very long, because we know that even within the church. Sad to say, there are priests, bishops, even cardinals who've been pushing in that direction. I want to ask you one last question, because we're kind of running out of time now. Um, Again, just to stick to the text, just so that we can um, know exactly what is being said about midway through it says thus when people ask for a blessing an exhaustive moral analysis should not be placed as a precondition for conferring it for those seeking a blessing should not be required to have prior moral perfection okay i mean we understand what that means but not having prior moral perfection i mean none of us have prior moral perfection doesn't say that we can't ask some questions about what, exactly what we were just talking about. And the document goes on to say that, that look, and some people have said, well, this is, apparently this means this is only going to be spontaneous, that uh, dioceses, bishops, bishops' conferences should not set up formal rituals for these types of blessings. So, you know, they're, they're trying to make sure that this does not, I don't know, enter into liturgical books with a proper right for same-sex marriages or trans whatever these these things uh, that they're going to try to put into place are going to be but even if these began as simply spontaneous what is this going to do to our church i remember when the holy father said uh, who am i to judge on the flight back from brazil way back when um my daughter was in college at the time came home and said dad did you hear that the holy father said that?" Being gay is okay. That's the kind of immediate transmission belt that, that uh, exists in, in our society these days. So um, can we avoid the, the, they're at great pains to say, avoid confusion of this with marriage. Marriage is only what traditionally has been taught. But can that possibly be a realistic thing? Can, do they really believe that over and well,
1: the issue is not that people are confusing it with marriage because it's obvious two men can't marry each other. The Catholic church is not the only institution in the world that has taught that in the history of the world. The question is, does the Catholic church consider sodomy and adultery to be mortal sins? And when you have a mortal sin, you don't come to the priest and say, I'm committing this sin now and we'll continue to do it, but I'd like you to bless me and the person with whom I habitually commit this sin, because that we think that this is an important thing in our life. Uh, the church would say, The most important thing in your life is not what you consider to be uh, valuable when it contradicts revelation. So what you have to do is have a firm purpose of amendment, remove yourself from the occasion of sin and live a virtuous life. Then we'll happily bless you. But we're not going to bless the relationship that's leading you on the road to hell. And this really, for me, is one of the most shocking things about this. All of this casuistical reasoning, it's unofficial blessing. You can't dress up in your wedding garments. It has to be cat. don't use a ritual. I say to myself, well, what's the priest supposed to do who's going to do this, write his own ritual? What his source is going to be? You can take it from the Bible, you can take it from the liturgy. By the way, is he forbidden to give a sign of the cross? Because most blessings include that. This is casuistry on the very people who condemn true moral reasoning as being casuistry. So for me, the, the scandal here is that the, the, the Pope, Cardinal Fernandez, and all those who agree with him, They are telling people who are engaging in sodomy and adultery, no problem. The church agrees that your behavior, while not up to perfection, is something that we can bless. Uh, This is unreal. And I said earlier, I was thinking about it. Let's say there are Catholics who are polygamists, which certainly has been the case in Africa. Lots of polygamy and people have joined the church. Can they walk in now with the five wives and say, look, I know it's not the ideal, but if the homosexual people get blessed, why can't I? And they say, well, we'll do it, but it doesn't mean you re-endorse your behavior. What planet do they live on? Is this this possible, Bob? I'll leave it at that.
0: Yeah. Well, listen, uh, at the very end of the document, they say, don't expect any further commentary on this subject matter. So I think that they think that now it's closed. They put it out there and, you know, other people are going to deal with this. We'll let bishops try to discipline their priests or, you know, whatever is going to happen as a result of this document coming out. But um, we we don't have any more time today to discuss this, but we will be back, I'm sure, Father, with you um, as this subject matter begins to develop further. And I think it's going to happen very, very quickly in the next weeks and months anyway. So thanks again to Father Gerald Murray for joining us from New York. Thank you all for listening or watching. And we'll see you next time at the Catholic Thing podcast.